Get more of A Woman's View online at ksl.com. Keyword woman. Now, Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Such a pleasure this week to have Dr. Susan Madsen with me, Professor of Leadership and Ethics at UVU and Director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project. Lisa Walker is here, certified athletic trainer and teacher at Springville High School and board member of the Utah Athletic Trainers Association. And Natalie Gochner is here, Associate Dean of the David Eccles School of Business at the University of Utah. I am so grateful for all of your time. And since you're here, Natalie, I have to ask you about the Inland Port. Okay. Now, I know some people are listening and thinking, why do I care about this? We I, go from cosmetic surgery to the inland I know. I mean, people are, are well, <laughs> I, I want to understand right. it to the extent that I can, because I saw that there were all of these environmentalists who were protesting that this is important and, and that the sufficient attention is not being paid to it from an environmental standpoint. And I see that the meetings are being interrupted. And I want to know, because I've heard the criticism, the inland port is only for the purposes of the oil industry and the trucking industry, and the average Utah is not being affected in any way. Is that a fair criticism? What is going on with the Inland Port? Uh, okay, so that's not a fair criticism. Thank the, you. the vision is to take this remarkable locational advantage that Salt Lake City has. We're in the center of the interior western United States, halfway between Nevada, sorry, Canada and Mexico, <laughs> and halfway between the, uh, let's say, the coast and the uh, Continental Divide, the Rockies. And it makes it so everything comes through here. Uh, we have a rail line that is, uh, there's really no peer in the western United States to what Salt Lake City has in terms of rail assets. We have this brand new airport that's almost done, it's been paid for, and we have an amazing ability to connect to the global supply chain, which is the name of uh, business right now. So we're moving from an era of retail to fulfillment, right? Retail trade, not, not a positive trend there. Fulfillment arriving on your door, it is. So by having an inland port, we connect all of uh, agricultural, manufacturing. Uh, we connect our state in a stronger way to the global supply chain. That's good for consumers. It's good for businesses. has to be done right. The reason you're seeing so much trouble, I'm trying to really summarize this quickly. <laughs> no, I, I'm learning. I'm already learning. Okay, the reason you're seeing so much trouble is the sequencing was wrong. Uh, normally, you would study something, you would plan it, and then you would do the governance and the politics. In this case, the politics came first. So they you know, did the politics up in the legislature, and now we're studying and planning it. And I think that's what's created all the mess. And I'm, I continue to be optimistic. Uh, Derek Miller's a very talented person. He chairs the Inland Port Board. I think he's got some ideas of how to help. I do think that you will see some renegotiation with the city about where we're at. Uh, there's a lawsuit from the city and the state. And there's just a lot more to come. I'll share one other piece of information. We have a new Speaker of the House, a new Senate President, and that changes the dynamics with Salt Lake City. And I, I, that uh, brings me some That some gave me more hope for what it is than anything I've heard thus far. I understand now more. Because before, I guess I thought, well, we, ha we already have an airport. We already have rail lines. Why mm -hmm. would this additional structure be needed? And the, why take it from the city? Well, okay, so the container ships come over from, let's say, China. And they come to the West Coast. And then they are, you know, distributed. In an inland port, you re you replace uh, a seaport with an inland port. So those container ships bring all those goods. They load right onto rail and come here. And then here they go through customs clearance and all the things that a port does. So there's uh, a really good uh, way to do it. And uh, it can be done right. But And it's a major economic development push for the state. The key is manufacturing. Uh, we want to put it so our manufacturers are able to get things to market quickly. Mm -hmm. 
So you, when you think of big economic things like Hill Air Force Base or the you know Rio Tinto's mine, whatever, this is a big thing like that. Mm-hmm. But it has to be done right. Yeah. Well, I I am a board member of the Envision Utah. And so I've been in the conversations. Natalie, you know a lot more than I do about this. But what I'm impressed with is I I totally agree that the political environment came first, and that's the problem. But there's a lot of research going on, a lot of conversations where community members can come, a lot of input, but a lot of research and a lot of, of complex thinking, and it needs to continue, not that we're there, in terms of not just the inland port, but the elements around it. For instance, housing and freeway traffic and all of the other things that impact people's lives um, to make sure that that things are really the best decisions for Utah and our residents are mm-hmm. taken into account. So I've been impressed at that. And that brings me we some peace. We can get peace. there. We can, we get, can there. get there. The sequencing was wrong. The politics came first. But the planning and the studies catching up and a lot of these environmental issues will be addressed. Heard an interesting one uh, this week from Luz Escamilla, who's a candidate for Salt Lake City mayor, and she represents this area. She reminded us that the mosquito abatement alone will be expensive. <laughs> this is just sort of an interesting interesting little nuance. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why there's not housing out there right now. That's and, and maybe interesting. People Isn't that don't, interesting? I, does, did we mention where it's at for listeners that don't it's know? It's like 7100 West, yes. right on, on, so on west North of the airport, yes, as far as you can the think. Airport. Yeah. And so it's it's land that, um, Aunt Natalie, you know more. I'm just, for our, for our listeners. Yeah. It's land that Well, it's that where, and the prison used. is out in that area. So the state's already going to be putting in infrastructure, uh, you know, utilities and the like to service the prison. And so there's a lot of things that came together. The airport, the prison, uh, the, uh, you know, need to connect to the global supply chain. So there's some good things here, but we we didn't get off to a good start. I hear you when you say fulfillment is where it's at. Lisa, a comment? Would you like to comment? I on? don't have much comment other than... Thorough, great education from these two sitting here. I knew next to nothing. I didn't care a lot. I'm of the mindset of that's somebody else, and I'm going to trust they're going to do it right. And I think um, rather than protest things, find out who uh, represents you and your ideas there and take it to them individually, and let's let organization do their job and not waste their time so that this can take place as quick as possible. That would be my advice. I appreciate so much your coming and explaining this to me. uh, That's a complicated topic. I tried my best. uh, You did great. (laughs) And and I've left us with almost no time. What is coming up for you, Nellie, that you might want to share? Anything? Uh, You know, I I lead the Gardner Policy Institute. We're doing some great research uh, about ready to release a new study on energy in our state. So people can look forward to that. It's a major industry. Uh, We've had growth in our tech sector. And if we don't uh, grow some other sectors, we're going to become overly specialized and not as diverse. So now that's that's interesting. Quick teaser. So what what other sectors? Well, oh, well, so we have a very diverse economy. Yeah. But uh, tech is growing so fast that it become more specialized. And so if we want to have a lot of industries thriving, we have to also invest and develop those. And our report isn't really about economic development in energy, but more to a base understanding of what is what does energy contribute? How do we understand its strengths and weaknesses? When does that report come out? It'll be for the governor's economic summit late May. Oh, I look forward to that. What's coming up for you, Lisa? Well, besides the end of the school year, graduation, (laughs) um, I've been recently appointed to a couple of national advisory boards, uh, continue to strive to make um, sport safer for our high school youth, not just in Utah, but nationwide. We've got a big push going on in Utah, but I'll be visiting Florida and a couple of other places in an attempt to take it nationwide. Thank you for what you do, Lisa. What about for you, Susan? We are in the process of preparing uh, lots of new reports for this fall. 
So one of them in hopefully August will come out as an update, about a six-year update on where we're at with women in STEM, particularly in majors in the state of Utah. So coming out of the STEM environment and what we're graduating from, uh, we'll have a snapshot on women in Utah and finances, where we're at with that. We have a big qualitative study going on the impact I've been wanting to do this for year, for years on uh, sisters who serve LDS missions and the leadership development knowledge that comes out of those. Uh, and then uh, hopefully an update if we can get our hands on the new, newest uh, voting data on where we're at with women and voting compared to the nation. Look forward to it. Thank you so much, ladies. We'll see you again soon. Come back and see me. Have a great uh, rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next week on A Woman's View.